Welcome to the QChat Business Podcast, hosted by the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce in partnership with Town Square Media. Welcome to Episode 7 of the QChat Business Podcast. I am your host, Jared Jones, Membership and Marketing Manager at the Quincy Area Chamber of Commerce. And joining me today are my two special guests, Marcel Wagner and Joy Austin of the Great River Economic Development Foundation. Thank you both for joining me today. Thanks, it's Jared. A, it's a pleasure. Well, you know, I want to get people more familiar with what you do at Gretev. So for those who don't know, can you explain a little bit about what an economic development foundation does? Our mission is to create economic vitality for the community through the retention of our existing business and attraction of new business to the community. But our role has expanded much more greatly now into workforce development, talent attraction, uh, and really promoting things and doing things that benefit our business community. So how do economic developers attract and grow businesses to strengthen our economies? How? What is your, your rhythm, your magic behind that? It's a lot of things. It's, it's uh, having a vast amount of information about the community so that when somebody calls us and says, we're interested in your community, uh, here's what we're looking for. Do we have the information about the right building, the, lights, the right site, uh, workforce, infrastructure, exciting things like electric power, sewer and water and, 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 and gas infrastructure? And it, it's up to us to have all that information at our fingertips and be able to provide it. The interesting thing about economic development organizations in general is also that it's different for each community. So you'll find as you travel um, the state, as you travel the nation, um, as you travel the globe, um, it's it's really just something um, that you will find very different in each place that you go. Uh, so different communities really function in different ways, um, and that's really just based on, again, the goals of that community and, and the ways that that organization can help that community grow. Absolutely. So what kind of... Uh tools and agencies do you lean on to gather this information? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we have a lot of different partners that we work with. Um, our economic development partners for here uh, here in Quincy and Adams County, for instance, um, we rely on the chamber. Uh, we work with the district. We work with our friends in tourism, uh, the park district, and then, of course, the city and the county. Um, those are some of the main economic development partners that we have and that we rely on. Um, but again, in, in different communities, it might be arranged a little bit differently. But I think that for here uh, in Quincy, in Adams County, we find that our partnerships are actually also the strength of our organization. We have a really great working relationship with those folks. And um, what's really nice is that we're always uh, really rowing in that same direction. So we've got um, different ways that we serve our business community and our community at large. Uh, but what's great is that um, our missions also intertwine and we like to make sure that we're helping each other and lifting each other up. You know, you mentioned your, your vision, your mission. Can you talk a little bit about your strategic plan and what did you focus on when developing that? Uh, the strategic plan was was focused on uh, business retention as a big part of it, on workforce development as a big part of it, on business attraction, uh, helping entrepreneurs, all those things related to a strong business climate. Uh, at the end of 2019, our board took a look at the unemployment rate, took a look at the number of jobs open in the community, and uh, made a strategic decision to alter our plan to provide much more service in terms of workforce development and talent attraction. Uh, this past November, we did a an online virtual job fair, and eight companies had over 250 open positions. Wow! So the whole issue of, of how do we bring more people with skills and talents in, in every industry, from healthcare to logistics to manufacturing to uh, service industries. How do we find and cultivate uh, those people to come and be a part of the Quincy community and, and really to 
to help us grow. It, it, it lines up with the mayor's 45 by 30 program mm-hmm. uh, very, very well. And, and so we, we find that this is, this is becoming an increasingly bigger part of our mission. One of the main things, too, um, that we do throughout the year are business retention meetings. And mm-hmm. basically what that means is that we visit with some of our top employers um, and then we visit also with some small businesses and ask them, you know, what are some of the things that you're experiencing? What is the climate like? What are some of the uh, struggles that you might have? Um, and a lot of times we will find some common ground. Uh, so a lot of that also drives um, the initiatives and drives some of the changes that we have in our strategic plan because we do want to make sure that we can pivot when needed and be, be sure that we are offering the services that we need for our community. Are you able to name, you know, one of the biggest struggles that stands out in your mind uh, that we have here in Quincy when it comes to building a, a good focused workforce? Well, there's really a couple of things uh, aside from the talent attraction. A few years ago, we partnered with a number of the communities over in, in Missouri and southeastern Iowa to do an underemployment survey. And it was determined that within a 36-county region, there's probably 100,000 people that are underemployed, which means they're either out of work at the present time, not looking, or they're working in a a job where, with a little training, they could step up into into better positions, into into more skilled positions. And so that's been an important part of of consideration, and that's, that's the hardest thing for us to for us to attack as 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 a uh, an initiative because sometimes well especially this past year with the pandemic people were getting much much bigger uh, weekly stipends from the government and so people just said well you know i was making six hundred dollars a week last year working in my job and now I'm making eight hundred dollars a week and home with my kids so that's that's been a particularly tough part of this but as we come out of the pandemic, that's going to change. And so what we're doing, and Angela Caldwell, our workforce development director, really is focused on how do we address and how do we identify that underemployed population that with, with some additional training at, at Quincy Area Vocational Technical Center, at John Wood, uh, at, at QU and other places can come in and step into the workforce and step into better positions to pay more, have better benefits, uh, and maybe a, a, a long, long life cycle. Life cycle. Can you talk more about your partnerships with uh, the VOTEC and some of the the schools around here and how those do contribute to our future workforce? Yeah, we um, have really great partnerships um, with the Quincy Area Vocational Technical Center. Center. Thank you. It's a very long name. Um, But what's great about that is that we we partner basically um, in workforce from you know, call it kindergarten, basically all the way through um, college and four-year university. Um, So what we want to do is, again, um, work with our business community, see what things um, they might need and areas in which we can also um, partner our vocational schools and training with our business community. So a lot of it is also making those connections. Um, and then also, I would say that um, some of the struggle might also just be in the marketing itself. So making sure that people know that, for instance, we have some businesses that would pay for uh, training and education, or making sure that people know that uh, there is a local option uh, in which you can get that additional training. Um, we've had uh, some really good successes, uh, again, matching our education and training with our businesses. So we just want to continue that conversation and make sure that they are getting the necessary necessary tools that um, to be able to help their employees succeed. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of your business model and also, you know, your strategic plan lines up very much with uh, City of Quincy's strategic plan 
strategic plan, rather, uh, the 45 by 30 strategic plan. Uh, can you name or can you discuss, you know, how that fits in with our local government and what that does for our community? I'm going to take the beginning part of that. You know, the 45 by 30 program was specifically targeted at bringing new residents to the community. I Absolutely. think we saw some some information from the initial parts of the uh, census that our population was going was going to be down again. Right. And so our goal is to try to reverse that trend. And, and, and the same thing that the, the city and the mayor have named as a, as a priority. And so things we're looking at, a number of initiatives we're currently assembling a database from the local colleges, universities, high schools of alumni that may have gone off someplace else to go to school or to work. And the benefits coming back into the community uh, here to raise a family, you know, when you look at the cost of living here compared to an Indianapolis or Kansas City or Chicago, it's, it's much, much different. And so what we're hoping to do is identify some of those folks that, that are willing to come, come back to the community and, you know, as they're raising families, being closer to, to grandparents and other family members. And then looking at some other unique ways of, of, of doing this, we've recently signed a consulting agreement with a company called Avance USA to attract residents, U.S. citizens from the island of Puerto Rico to come to, uh, to Quincy and Adams County. Um, and some of the other things that we've been working on with that is um, a way to make sure that if we are attracting folks here, um, we want to make sure that they feel welcome and that there's um, a place for them uh, to open doors and to uh, be sure that not only if, if they're coming here for a job, that's wonderful, um, but they're coming here for a home and a lifestyle. And we want to make sure that they are connected with their community. So uh, part of that attraction program happens to be called the Concierge Program, uh, which we are launching also with our economic development partners. And again, that is just a way for people to uh, get to know the community um, and help not only themselves, but also the families that come with with them uh, and make sure that they're engaged and make sure that they're connected uh, and they know all the different kinds of amenities that we have here uh, in our community. Can you tell us a little bit more about your uh, most recent project with your concierge program, Introduction of the Family, that you just, sorry, if you haven't seen it yet, but you can check it out on Gretif's uh, Facebook page and all of their media outlets, but they did a really nice video about uh, you know, the retention, the attraction of this family. Can you talk a little bit more about that family and some of maybe their concerns that they had, but also how you help to welcome them a little bit better? Sure. Um, we have different partners that we work with, again, um, our business partners, and uh, this particular family that shared their story, um, really it was about, again, uh, the father and the mother coming for work, uh, which they were able to find in the medical field. And what's really nice is that uh, they didn't necessarily expect that they were going to be here for as long as they have been. So now being residents for um, quite a few years, um, they realized, uh, you know, they were sharing their story and basically uh, letting us know that their kids were able to grow here. We have really great education um, systems. They were able to find their own passions and kind of do all the different things that they wanted to do uh, individually and as a family. Um, and again, going back to that cost of living, um, safety, things that are very important uh, to this family, they were able to find. And they moved actually, um, you know, it was an international move. So that's something that can be pretty scary to come here, um, uh, you know, from out of the country. But again, I think that the important thing is, is that they were able to then find folks to connect with uh, and to share the things that they like to do on a personal level, uh, not just on that uh, occupation level. No, absolutely. I think that's very important. And it, 
just overall the importance of keeping people here and making sure that they feel welcome is definitely something that I think all of our organizations share in common. We um, uh, had the opportunity this week to uh, talk to Dr. Minerva Cruz from oh, wow. yeah. Quincy University, and she called me and she said, I saw this, the article about the Puerto Rican initiative, and, yeah. and she said, you know, I'm a native of the island. I've been in the United States here 12 years. Uh, she's working on uh, starting the MBA program in healthcare administration, and so she really gave validity to a lot of the things our consultant had told us, that yeah. people are willing to move from the island, but they want to come here for not just a job, but a lifestyle, and she really stressed something that we hadn't heard before is how devoted that ethnic group is to families. And, and there's things that we have to do uh, as a community to make sure that we appreciate those cultural diversities. And so that's one of the things that, that she's going to help us with. And, and next week, she's going to be meeting with our consulting firm via Zoom and, and talking about how she can help us with that. I think her inroads, particularly in the medical community, are going to help us get that started. As with any new program, it's difficult to get moving, but we're look, looking at doing, hopefully early on this year, is having one or two success stories that then we can have this, have this partnership expand with other employers in the community. And when one or two people are successful, they tell their family. Absolutely. And then you have another family, and then you have another family. But we're, we're focused not just on the, the primary breadwinner, but also on, on the, the spouse mm-hmm. uh, to help focus on how can that, you know, what type of employment is, is that spouse looking for? What schools are available for the kids? What real estate, uh, whether it be an apartment or a home or whatever. And so it's, 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 it's a multitude of things that, that come together. And when you look at our workforce program overall, it's not, we're not focusing all on that initiative right. or the initiative. It's, it's, it's got to be a, a program that's holistic enough to have a variety of, of scopes. You know, going back to, uh, not only your focus, not not your focus on the primary breadwinner, but also the spouse, but the kids as well, uh, playing into the retention and the focus of keeping those children who will soon be uh, adults, you know, eventually paying taxes and helping to keep our community thriving. Can you can you talk about that impact a little bit more as well and some of your efforts there with those kids who will eventually, you know, be a a working part of our workforce. Sure. I, I think the kids will see if their parents are successful, they'll be successful. Absolutely. And, and part of that is it's having success in schools. When you look at, at Quincy, it's a very attractive place in terms of having all new schools. And that's a huge benefit to what we do. Absolutely. So when somebody comes here to look, they're in school buildings that, that are, are, are brand new and, and attractive yeah. and the best technology. Uh, the way our school district has responded to the whole COVID uh, situation with remote learning and all that. Uh, we're fortunate to have a very, very enlightened school superintendent that, that's done a great job of leading that whole organization through through this pandemic. And not a lot of communities can say that they've had that, that same type of, of leadership. That's a big part of it. And so hopefully, you know, when kids start coming up through the system and they see they start having friends move here, it becomes a a program where they're going to say, hey, there's a lot to do here. They can go to high school. They can get educated beyond high school, whether they want to go to junior college and, and, and work towards a trade, whether they want to go to uh, Quincy University or Culver Stockton and, and, and take a profession. Uh, all those jobs that, that we have available are head of household jobs. They pay Absolutely. good wages. They pay benefits. And I think that's what's going to help attract and keep uh, additional families coming here. And they're building relationships. I talk about building relationships and how important they are to our uh, service organizations a lot and 
starting them young and like you said, showing them what their what their parents can accomplish and showing them what they're able to accomplish is just huge. I think another really great thing to point out is that, um, you know, in the past few years, we've really seen our city and our county step up in terms of development in general. Um, so from the strategic plan to the, um, you know, 45 by 30, but then also things like riverfront development, downtown development. Um, those are really things that we hear time and time again, that not only helps us attract that workforce that we keep talking about, because in reality, um, you know, maybe a decade or so ago, it may have have been that um, workforce would flock to a place that has uh, specific job openings. Um, in this case, uh, those things have changed. Not only is it that our community has a lot of jobs that are available, um, I workforce really looks at all the other amenities that a community has to offer uh, to attract. Uh, so I think that, you know, our investment and sort of the way that um, our city and our county have been really looking at, um, at at themselves and investing in themselves has been something that we've been able to take and and market and let people know, you know, we, we, we want to, we want to grow, we want to be better, and we'd like you to come along with that. This is something I, I sit and we know when I'm coming up with a new program, I'm evaluating what is already there, what do I need to get rid of, or what do I need to add? So when you work to create new developments in our community, um, how do you do that without discarding the existing programs that are originally created that make up the makeup of the community? You know, I think our strategic plan from when, when we first developed it shortly after I came here nine years ago, the main facets of the program have remained the same, but the emphasis on different parts because we're, we're focusing closely on, so on workforce doesn't mean that we're not looking at, at, at the attraction of new jobs. We had two, two company tours here last week. We continue to talk to national consultants, national realtors. And so it's, it's not that our, it, it, our programs change, but the emphasis on those programs shift. And I think it's the sign of a good organization that we can make that shift and, and can say, okay, We've done this and this and this for the past five years. Now we, we need to not do less of that, but to increase, enhance our programs in other directions. And, and, you know, that's what, you know, I'm fortunate I've got a tremendously talented staff that does this very well. And, you know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a real pleasure to watch this year with, the COVID, with COVID and everything else. Uh, how partnerships have gotten strengthened with, with the chamber, with the district, with uh, the county, with the city. And so we, we've had to make that shift, but it doesn't mean that we didn't, that we reduced our focus on our, on our core mission. You know, we still need to do our core mission, but there's times when everybody just needs to step up and do a little more. The holistic approach to workforce is the same with regards to the holistic approach to economic development. Um, you know, we we really do look at different programs and activities that will help um, for the whole. Um, so one of the other things that we've uh, also been concentrating on, and it's hard because economic development is is very behind the scenes, right? It's kind of a um, a slow moving um, process that is uh, continuous and really just a journey in the end. Um, but one of the other things that we've focused Focused on is also, um, you know, retail-specific attraction, for instance, because again, going back to amenities and, and making sure that we remain um, that hub, because uh, truly, Quincy and Adams County uh, is a hub for uh, medical education, uh, retail, things like that. So, uh, ways to kind of again strengthen and maintain uh, what it is that we have are are truly the things that we work on. So, if I, you know, may ask, what are some of your current projects that you're looking forward to in 2021? Since we're so 
we're pretty early in the year. Sure. I think one of the things we're looking at is a regional partnership, a super regional partnership focused on the river. The Mississippi River is a tremendous resource that uh, that we have. And last year with the uh, promotion of Quincy and Quad Cities and Peoria as port statistical areas, we now have federal status, and which means that tonnage that used to get recorded by St. Louis is now going to get recorded for Quincy or the other two ports, which will benefit us in terms of being able to go after federal dollars for infrastructure. We've formed a, a marketing group called the Corn Belt Ports Alliance, and what we're going to begin to do, and we started doing a couple of weeks ago with a super regional meeting, was to begin to say, how can we come together to market the use of the river? So you're a manufacturer, you're a logistics supplier, and you have 200 truckloads of material that has to come from the port in New Orleans to, to your business here. Do you send it on a barge that will cost you $10 a ton or put it on a truck that's going to cost you $30 a ton or a trailer Rail trail, rail car that cost you $20 a ton. So it's a matter of promoting that and, and, and working forward on that. In April, we've been working with a, a, a national, international company uh, on providing some new barge service to Quincy. So that'll begin in, in April, who's hauling specific commodities into Quincy. And that's uh, that'll be uh, the first time I think there's been new barge service. But those have tremendous potential for economic development down the road. When you can get products in and out, whether you're bringing them in to remanufacture them here or whether you're manufacturing them here and sending them out, low-cost transportation alternatives are critically important and make us more competitive as, as, a, as, a, as a city and a state. And that really is kind of the beauty of our location, again, uh, being on the Mississippi River, having that as a resource. So not only do we have an opportunity to grow um, our industrial commerce, uh, but we also have an opportunity to then utilize it for more recreational and tourism commerce. So I think that, you know, really kind of leveraging those natural assets that we have and, again, uh, working with our business partners um, and our economic development partners to leverage those assets, it's really been great to see in the past few years um, reinvestment in the river. I think the other thing that goes along with this is is Quincy is uh, both blessed and unique in the fact that we have a lot of homegrown businesses here. When you look at Napide that's been around there since the 1860s, uh, you know, that continues to grow and and, uh, create new jobs and new opportunities. We look at, you know, Quincy Recycle, which started out as a recycling operation and now has locations all around the Midwest has started Quincy Farm Products, which helps us recycle food waste into highly desirable uh, animal feed products. And any number of, of places, Dot Foods, which has become, you know, the largest business of its kind anywhere and keeps expanding and employing thousands of people while maintaining its status as one, a world-class, world-class place to work for. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of communities wish they had. And, and, and we're very fortunate for the, you know, for the Tracy family, for the Napide family, you know, for the Stokes family and, and all those others that have come here and developed a business that, that continues to flourish. It leads me into my next question before we start to close out here. You know, so it was a a momentous year, even through a lot of craziness. You know, Joy, you are now a certified economic development practitioner. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about that and what that means for your organization and for you? 
So the certification was done through the uh, International Economic Development Council, um, and that's one of our professional development um, councils. And really, um, the process was uh, about a year, although I don't know that folks take that amount of time. I think they actually take a little bit longer to do. But um, it was uh, several different classes um, in different focuses of economic development, including what we have in our strategic plan. Uh, So I focused a lot of our education, uh, of the education that I took, uh, on our strategic plan specifically. Um, And then uh, after you're done with uh, the the classes, you basically sit for an exam. um, And it is uh, something that is, you know, rather lengthy um, to to do. But uh, in the end, yes, I uh, was able to pass and uh, and am now a certified economic development practitioner. Um, What's nice about that is that there's not... um, you know, there's not a lot of communities that have two of those. Yep. So Marcel has his as well. Um, so it's really, I think, fortunate for our community to have uh, being able to bring that education back to our community and bringing those ideas. And it also opens up a network um, of folks from uh, all over the world, really, of others that work in our field um, to be able to uh, talk to them, bring ideas back here, um, and again, uh, see how we can um, really uh, work with them to, to use those ideas here and, and see Quincy and Adams County succeed. It establishes a level of professionalism that that is recognized within the industry. We had a uh, several years ago. We had a pet food company that was looking for a site in the Midwest, and they supply pet food to uh, to the Aldi stores, and had no U.S. location. And so they started out looking at 50 sites, and uh, narrowed it down to to three sites. And we were one of the three sites that were invited to go to Atlanta. So the mayor and I and a gentleman from the state went down to Atlanta and we, we made our pitch. And I think it was because they recognized that when they contacted us, they got professional treatment. They got good information. It was done in a timely uh, fashion. And that's really what an, a professional, professionally certified person does. And so uh, that was really good. The project ended up going to Mississippi. One of the primary resources there was chicken processing waste and you know so uh and that was one of those things that we can't control but in every other category we were one of the three finalists and and we did extremely well but i and i think you know when that consulting firm in 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 atlanta looked at communities uh that had certain attributes they looked at that and they were very open about that that we had a professional organization that because you got to realize our job is to make a consultant look good so if a community comes in and drops the ball it, it reflects on that consultant. And, and so I think what we've tried to do is, in all cases, provide professional information that they can take back to their clients and be confident it's going to be correct, it's going to be uh, able to be uh, uh, validated and, 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 and move forward from there. Well, we are moving forward into a wonderful 2021 Uh, Looking forward to many positives out of what can come this year. A huge congratulations to Marcel on your retirement this year. Uh, Do you have anything that you would like to add? Before we close uh, out, well, I, there's people that are happy to see me retiring at the end of the year, and there's there's someone <laughs> rather to see me go at the end of this week. <laughs> but uh, no, it it has been a privilege to work for this community for uh, for the past uh, well, be starting ten years on March 11th. It's a privilege to work with the staff that I have. Uh, these are people that are to a person dedicated to to making us a great organization, but making us a great community. And uh, hopefully, as as we go through the leadership transition process that we'll have uh, new leadership that will take the organization to a, to a completely new level. You 
will aim higher. Right? Aim higher. Aim higher. Absolutely. Well, thank you both for joining me today. And a huge thank you to Town Square Media, Quincy Hannibal, for our partnership in making this happen. 